0: the blast from our past network.
1: And in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, here we have one of the most perfect specimens of the human brain that has ever come to my attention at the university. And here the abnormal brain of the typical criminal. Observe, ladies and gentlemen, the scarcity of convolutions on the frontal lobe as compared to that of the normal brain and the distinct degeneration of the middle frontal lobe. All of these degenerate characteristics check amazingly with the case history of the dead man before us, whose life was one of brutality, of violence, and murder. Both of these jars will remain here for your further inspection. Thank you, gentlemen. The class is dismissed. Talking back.
0: Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. Today, on a very special Halloween episode, for all our listeners, be you dead, alive, or undead, we're covering Frankenstein from 1931 the year I was born and the year Dean died. Dean, joining us from beyond the grave once again this year. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Tim. I want to warn the listeners that what's coming next is going to be so terrifying. If they do not want to be offended or scared or dead they should probably turn the podcast off now because what is to come might just strike them dead.
0: This is true. Few have listened to such terrifying content as we are about to deliver and lived to speak about it.
1: I didn't live. I am dead.
0: We both died last year on our Halloween episode. Exactly. Yeah. Clones took over for the rest of the year and now we're back. Because this is the ghoulish night when the undead rise once again and drink blood and podcast and whiskey. Listeners, thank you for joining. We're coming to you this week from the swamp. And Dean, I had a question for you. How is your watching of all the horror movies in the world going? You hit us with that a short time ago. Your mission this Halloween was to watch every horror movie in existence.
1: Yes. Um, It wasn't quite that, Tim. It was every movie that uh, was in the Halloween franchise, the Friday the 13th franchise, and the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Um, It went okay. I hit a little bit of a roadblock. Um, it, it's a lot of movies. There's a lot of movies to go through, In a, I think I tried in a month and a half. I finished all the Halloweens. I am through four Fridays and three Elm Streets, so I'm still working my way. I'm going to continue on. I'm still going to push through because they're short movies, so I think I can do it, but it has gone chillingly, Tim.
0: Hmm. Good effort. Um, it sounds like it's been a failure,
1: Dean. Tim, you just read good effort from your notes. Did you know I would fail? (laughs) Uh, I didn't. Did you predict I would fail? No, I didn't.
0: (laughs) Dean, I predicted you would succeed. And as such, I have a little gift for you. Oh. Let me grab it. Just over here. What is this gift? For at least attempting, at least attempting to do this. I've got you a special mug. Oh wow. <laughs> it is the many faces of Michael Myers. Well,
1: that's amazing. And this I... is for you for attempting to do that. Thank here. you, Tim. Pass this over to you here. Thank sir. you, Tim. There you go. Oh my goodness. See, the thing is, I did watch all the Halloween movies, so I know everything go. about Michael Myers. This is go. amazing, Tim. Tell
0: us all the faces of Michael Myers. It's just the it's m- multiple pictures of his mask, which are all the same because it's a mask. But With the emotion
1: above it. So I, I get these. It's happy, sad, angry, and calm.
0: And then there's more on the other side. Oh, more!
1: Excited, sleepy, confused, and jealous. It's all, and it's all the emotions he goes through. These are the many faces of Michael Myers. I have come to really love. Michael Myers so I am really I, I appreciate this mug Tim thank you so much I'm gonna pour you're welcome my alcoholic beverage in it right now
0: I was gonna fill it up with blood for you but then I thought you can just fill it up with your own blood
1: yes yes thank you
0: you're welcome now moving on to the main topic murder no oh, no sorry I'm just kidding there is so much murder on our episodes this month
1: yeah we got deep into the murder
0: Yeah, we did. This uh, is something a little bit different. There is murder, though, definitely. Um, This movie, Frankenstein, 1931, straight up incredible. So good. I really enjoyed the story. I thought the movie looked fantastic. I thought the pacing was excellent. I'm just a huge fan of this movie.
1: I'm a giant fan of this movie. I had never seen it before. I was not expecting it to surpass what we had already watched, all the Universal monster movies we had already watched. This movie is so good. I'm going to spoil it already. Like, I, this is my favorite one so far. This is my favorite of the three so far.
0: Yeah. Ooh, ouch. I know it's no, close. No, 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 no. Well, okay. No, that's fine.
1: Don't, don't, uh, creature. I understand. Don't, I understand and love the hand. Mr. 3D, Gilman. The hand. I know. I love the hand. But this you're right, this movie is absolutely incredible. This Just is as the a deepest,
0: movie. The deepest of the three, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh it was really cool. Brought back some terrifying memories for me. Oh. I didn't think I'd seen it before. Okay. Then I realized I had seen it and I repressed all the memories. Oh shit. Because I, I saw get it. That way too
1: young i get that yeah this one is actually scary there's there's a warning i don't know about the copy you have the copy i watched there's a warning before the movie about like being too scared and i thought that was kind of a funny joke to be at the beginning i don't think so no serious it is dead serious like when i first saw it i thought it was a joke watching the movie i'm like that was dead serious that this is there's some there's some disturbing things in this movie
0: yeah there were absolutely for 1931 holy fuck did this movie push the envelope yeah uh, pardon my terrible language. Oh,
1: Tim! Spooky. So frightening. That, that was you a would frightening use word. The F to word. Use.
0: Yeah, it's a good thing our podcast is explicit. It, it's very or else explicit. we'd be in real trouble right now. <laughs> we would
1: be. Yeah.
0: Somebody would be fucking complaining about <laughs> us. <laughs> Dean, I'm reminded as I watch this movie that Frankenstein isn't the name of the scary, brainless, powerful monster that wreaks havoc on the people. Yes. Frankenstein is the doctor that made the monster. And I just find it really interesting how that name just stuck when referring to the monster.
1: Tim, I was thinking this exact thing when I was watching it. I was like, it's going to be really hard to talk about this because I'm going to have to refer to Frankenstein a lot, and that is the doctor. That is not the monster. But everybody just that name just stuck for everyone for the monster. That has never happened with any other monster you can think of that the person who created it, the name stuck for it. So you have, like, you know, the purists who know about it and say Frankenstein's monster, they correct you on it. Right. But it, it, I, I don't know why that happened because it's not like they call him Frankenstein one time in this movie. Like, I have no idea why that actually happened.
0: Well, all of the Universal Monster movies are named after the actual monster. (laughs) That's why it happened. Dracula, (laughs) the Wolfman, the Invisible Man, Creature. Creature. Which leads me to believe, Dean, the true monster of the movie is meant to be Dr. Frankenstein.
1: Holy fuck. You're right, Tim. You're totally right. And
0: after watching it, um, I'd actually say it's up for debate because the Doctor and the monster... That's a close battle for who the true monster of this movie is.
1: I, I I think I think the monster is just misunderstood.
0: Well, you got the monster who, spoiler alert, is murdering people. You've got the doctor who created the monster in kind of the worst way possible. So uh, we'll get into it. We'll Anyways, get into I it. I just wanted to drop that right off the bat
1: um I, can i just say yes. i think the monster is only murdering people because he has not been taught about the world that's the only reason he's murdering people he sure. just needed to be taught
0: sure but that doesn't excuse him for the act of murder dean
1: no but it puts more of the blame on frankenstein on dr frankenstein for not teaching him i think
0: yes i mean yeah there's lots of debate yeah. here here going on i think on, it's up for debate yeah i think Doctor Frankenstein was supposed to be the monster. Yeah, that's why
1: it that is makes named sense. Frankenstein. That makes sense. Yeah, he's a good-looking man.
0: Yeah, he's sure he's got that jet-black, greasy hair. Um, now this movie, released in 1931 by Universal Pictures, with a budget of two hundred and sixty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> Why are you laughing?
1: For What's some so reason, about that? I thought you were going to say million, and oh, then yeah. I was going to lose nar- my mind.
0: We normally say that. Because
1: that's what we normally say. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, um, that's a pretty big budget for 31. Yeah, for sure. Um, but th- the film crushes it. It grosses 12 million for 31. Amazing. A huge amount of money. Huge Amazing of money.
1: and worth it. Like... I can just see that like everyone would have to go to this movie. Everyone would have to see this movie because it would yeah. be such that it would be such a talk. Like every, yeah, it must have been
0: the word of mouth.
1: Every, yeah, word of mouth. Everyone would be talking about this movie in 1931. It's just yeah, like you said, it's just showing you things on the screen that are probably really disturbing for that time. I mean, they're disturbing uh, for me. Yeah, now.
0: they're disturbing exactly. And exactly. I watched
1: I watched a whole I watched so many horror movies this month. Yeah, and it was just this movie was disturbing for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Same. So, Dracula was also released in 1931, and after its success, Universal decided to immediately create Frankenstein. And after playing Dracula, Bela Lugosi wanted to play Henry Frankenstein, Mm. but the studio wanted him to play the monster. Mm. After several disastrous makeup tests, Lugosi decided to leave the project. Yeah. But Lugosi would go on to play the monster in the 1943 film... Frankenstein meets the Wolfman.
1: Oh, okay. That's scary. That is scary.
0: Frankenstein meeting a Wolfman?
1: Very scary, that's Tim. That's the
0: stuff nightmares are made you, of.
1: You did say one thing, though, that I, I really liked, and that spell Lugosi as Frankenstein. As yeah? Dr. Frankenstein.
0: Oh, Dr. Frankenstein, yeah. yes. I, that would that. Be, that I would kind amazing. of love that. That would be amazing. I kind of love that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Him yeah. as the monster? No, no. no I looked at some pictures no. of it. It looks weird, dude. I, I don't it is like weird. it. weird.
1: I don't like it, but Dr. Frankenstein? Yeah.
0: Um, did you happen to check in on Cousin in the cellar recently?
1: Oh, Cousin is doing just fine, is he? I haven't
0: checked on him in a while, and I'm just wondering if he's, he's getting food and water.
1: He's doing just fine. You're taking care of things? I save scraps at the dinner table and take them down to Cousin.
0: Perfect. Tell, next time you go down scraps. to the cellar, tell Cousin, hello.
1: I will. Next from, time. From me and Brian. Brian I will. Brian says hello to you. Next time I bring them scraps from our guests.
0: Oh, do we, do we kill our guests now? I know we've yes. killed listeners before, but do we kill our guests now? I,
1: Tim, I killed one listener one time. You bring it That's up. That's what you I, say. One time That's I killed That's what you say.
0: Our numbers dropped drastically
1: last October. One time.
0: <laughs> now, we like to talk about all of the weird and strange monster movies that were made by Universal Studios. There's 89 of them that came out before 1960. They mostly have absurd names and uh, plot lines. And I wanted to have a bit of fun and play a game that oh, right. I made up.
1: <laughs> Great. <And> if, I... <laughs> if the man whose eyes fell out isn't on there, then I don't know. I don't it's know the not.
0: Um, This is a game I made up and I call... Is it real?
1: Oh, great game, Tim. Great game.
0: Now, I'll read the name of a monster movie and a short synopsis of the plot. And, Dean, you have to decide, is it a real universal monster movie or a movie that i made up
1: tim you're telling me you didn't just make up fake names you made up fake synopsises for movies yeah it's
0: dude it's our halloween episode
1: thank you sir i'm gonna drive it home let's do it i got this is
0: this is for us this is for the listeners let's have some fun okay so i want to start off by giving you an example of a universal monster movie name and a synopsis so that you kind of know what you're in store for so
1: this is a real one
0: this is a real one okay this is called The Spider Woman Strikes Back. I think you're familiar with it. We've maybe chatted about it last Halloween. We did. Yeah. <laughs> we were wondering why she's striking back, like who struck at her who in the struck first. Who struck at her place. first?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: A young woman comes to a small rural town to serve as secretary for a blind woman, the town's wealthiest person. The town is awash in mystery owing to the inexplicable deaths of local ranchers' cattle. The young woman becomes entangled in a web of horror as she discovers that her employer, added by the hideously deformed household servant, has used the blood of her predecessors to create a death serum when it is mixed with spider venom. And that her own blood is now being harvested at night while she is in a drugged sleep to continue the experiment.
1: Okay. I'm taking a lot of notes here, mental notes, of uh, why, what, of of what to expect out of a synopsis that is true,
0: okay. that is a real, that is sure. a real
1: movie. I'm trying to take some notes here that, sure, maybe you won't pick up on when you create one. Okay, let's see. Up first, okay,
0: the movie's called The Leech Woman. Okay, a mysterious old woman promises a man and his wife the secret of eternal youth. They accept and witness the secret ceremony of how to do it. The wife, now obsessed with staying young, starts killing more and more people until the police show up at her house where she kills herself by jumping out of a window. Is it real?
1: Okay, Tim, first of all, that's an amazing synopsis that you just wrote up. Because I know the leech woman is not real because I know you have a thing for leeches. So I think uh, you made that up. Uh, That's real? That is a real
0: universal oh monster goodness. movie. Oh my
1: goodness. <laughs> Wrong. Okay, over one. Over one. Over one. one. Did you pick that one just because you know I know you have a thing for leeches? I, d- I don't have a
0: thing for le- What are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about right now, Dean. You're wasted on blood right now. <laughs>
1: You hate leeches. They're so disgusting. Oh, I hate them. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, that had nothing to do with the fact uh, that I hate, everyone hates leeches. Well, Who likes I guess leeches? That,
1: I guess that's true. Okay. Okay. Fair.
0: Up next. It came from the sky. A man sees a bright beam of light come from the sky. He investigates and finds a putrid glowing mass. The mass reaches out and grabs the man and then dies. The man starts to change. He can hear the thoughts of people. After explaining what happened to his family, they check him into a mental institute. The man, unable to deal with the thoughts of all the patients, eventually goes mad. A bright beam of light shoots from his body into the sky, leaving the man lifeless. The light shoots across the sky, landing in a nearby field. Is it real?
1: like so now at this point i just have to try to figure out how much effort you put into writing synopsis yeah is that it? because like this is an incredible synopsis of the movie um
0: is it real
1: it's so good that i have to go with it is real and if you wrote it i'm very impressed
0: and eh you wrote that i wrote that
1: that is incredible okay
0: i made up something called it came from the sky
1: okay so now i know the bar is up high it's raised i'm not gonna be able to figure any of these out hit me with the next one
0: (laughs) you should know from our episodes dean i don't half-ass anything i
1: know i do know that but like that one was really good tim like that should be a movie that that was better than (laughs) leech woman like that should be a movie tim (laughs)
0: <laughs> well the thing is i don't know some of these uh universal monster movies are pretty silly and weird
1: yeah that's sh- and that's what i that shit was so good that i should have <laughs> known it wasn't known a universal was monster too movie. Good. yeah that was too sorry, good sorry i that made was that was one too good. good that was awesome i, I want to see that i shit tried not that. to make them too good.
0: good okay up next okay man-made monster in a tragic accident a bus hits a power line and kills everyone on the bus except for one man who's immune to electricity A mad scientist runs tests by giving the man more and more doses of electricity until the man's mind is ruined and can kill with a touch. After accidentally killing someone, the man is sent to the electric chair. Now supercharged, the man kills several people before running out of electricity and dying. Is it real?
1: I'm going to say no, it's not real, but I want to see it. Eh. <laughs> come on are you serious <laughs> it's real oh my god You're
0: doing terrible. i'm terrible
1: over three i need wow. to see this i need to see that movie
0: yeah that one sounds that was good, good. Eh? so
1: that was that one sounds so good that i thought you must have come up with it. right yeah, that, yeah. yeah i need to see that movie
0: yeah man-made monster
1: just the electric chair getting supercharged like that's just good that's a good idea that's so cool yeah
0: yeah okay up next oh my goodness the invisible boy the nephew of the invisible man finds the invisibility potion that was hidden by his father. He drinks it and gains the power of invisibility. Unable to communicate with his parents, he watches as they're murdered by gangsters. When the potion finally wears off, the boy is blamed for the murder of his parents. He sets out in an attempt to bring the gangsters to justice. Is it
1: real? I don't like this game anymore. Um... (laughs) This movie is not real. You made up it. You made the movie up.
0: That is correct. Yes, I I made that one up. Yes, I made it up. Yes.
1: Oh, good one. Also, very good, Tim. Good. Thank you. I want to watch that one too. Uh, last one. Okay.
0: Horror Island. A man saves someone from drowning, and as a thanks, is presented with a treasure map. Unfortunately. The island turns out to be haunted by a phantom, and the treasure turns out to be fake. All is not lost, though, because as the man is leaving the island, he's greeted by a government agent who wants to buy the island and build a naval base. The man accepts and is paid $7 million. Is it real?
1: That's too specific. That's real. Yes, correct. Is real. Yes.
0: All right. You got the last two, Dean.
1: Okay, so I'm respectable. I'm two for five. I'm two two and three. Two two for five. Yeah. That's
0: respectable, yeah. Yeah. You made a nice little comeback.
1: Bad start though. Bad start. Then I got the hang of the game. You figured it out. I figured it out. Okay. Good good for you. That was fun, Tim. Thank you for that game. Thank you for putting (laughs) the effort into that. Because some of those were incredible. (laughs) That first one that got me was amazing. I figured there was no way you could have written that.
0: I assure you, none of those were first draft material. (laughs) Those were combed over so many times. Worth
1: it. Um, But now I'm going to
0: take a sip of my goblet, Dean. Do it. Um, Earlier, I was stabbed, and I'm leaking blood. (laughs) Right. So I need to drink some more to fill, fill back up.
1: Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Now, Frankenstein, the movie. As you mentioned before, Dean, It starts with some dude coming out from behind a stage curtain, and he gives us a brief synopsis of the movie, and about how strange it is. That it's about both life and death. And we may be thrilled, we may be shocked, or we may be horrified. So he's giving us our last chance here to turn it off. Yeah, He's like, are you sure you want to do this? Um... Yeah, that's how terrifying this movie was in 1931. And I would have to agree with him. I'm pretty sure people in 31 were probably shitting themselves in this movie. For sure.
1: Yeah, like I said, I thought when I first turned it on that this was a joke. This was, I was like, oh, they start with this weird comedy bit. Like, that's kind of funny for a Universal movie. But after watching it, that is 100% just true. Like, that is like just. Turn this movie off if you feel like you're going to get offended for, for something like this because it's coming and it, there are things in here that are going to disturb you.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a joke as well. And yeah. then there's nothing joking about this guy. I don't know if this guy can even tell a joke.
1: Yeah, which is for me watching it twice like I do. It was interesting the second time throwing it on and knowing that this was that knowing serious. what was coming and listening it, listening to it this time being so serious.
0: Yeah, cool. So we get the opening credits with some weird eyes spiraling in the background. Hmm. Very hypnotic.
1: Yeah. Great creepy. opening credits.
0: Well, I love the Universal Monster opening credits because yeah. they're brief. Yeah. Um, they've got cool music in the background. It always sets the spooky tone, yeah, but it doesn't you... waste time.
1: No. Can you guess my favorite part of the opening credits? Fog? No. Good one. My favorite part is... The monster, dot, 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 question mark. They don't Ooh. tell you who plays the monster. Nice. And that just builds, for me, the... Excitement, the mystery, the suspense. What is the monster? What is this going to be like? Obviously, we know the story. Obviously, we've seen Frankenstein stuff, but I've never seen this movie, so I love that there's a question mark there for the monster.
0: Yeah, and you could never tell. Like, you'd never be able to tell that that's Bela Lugosi. Like, if you just went to that movie and watched that movie, well, It's not Bela Lugosi. Oh, I'm sorry, I meant um, Boris Karloff. Kar- yeah, yeah, you couldn't tell. No, you wouldn't. No way. Know. No way. They did a great, a great job with the makeup.
1: Yeah.
0: So the movie starts, and we're at a funeral. What a terrifying way to start a movie.
1: Very scary.
0: And holy shit, we see Renfield from Dracula. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's Renfield. Master. I loved it. He's obviously there to steal the body. Like, I, the first uh, I so see Renfield, I I'm like, he wants that body.
1: Yeah, we're digging up graves. He wants a fresh body. I'm thinking Tales from the Crypt. I'm thinking Renfield. I'm just getting all of the vibes that I love at this point.
0: Yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know what the hell we're talking about, Renfield was in uh, Dracula, and we covered Dracula on our last Halloween yeah. special. And Renfield was one of the greatest parts of that movie. For sure. He was the golem of Dracula. Yeah. And he's back in this movie. He's back. Playing he's... kind of like the same role. It was awesome. I love him.
1: Wait. Are you're telling me that's the same guy? That's the same guy. Oh, I didn't even know that. I just thought it was the same type of character. No, I didn't that's even... the same actor. I just saw his face and I was like, well, that seems like the same type of role. Oh yeah, that... it's him. I didn't even realize that.
0: So I'm calling him Renfield this whole time because that's that's Renfield.
1: Fuck yeah, man. His real name is Fritz. Oh, yeah, come he's, come he's, so good at... he's so good at those roles. Dude, he
0: is so good. I actually want to look in to see if he got his own movie at some point because I would watch the hell out yes. of that.
1: So right at this point, right at this point. So he's called Fritz. Why is he Igor in everything else? Why do I think, when I think Dr. Frankenstein's assistant, I think Igor? His name's Fritz in this movie. Well, I
0: think that's another misconception,
1: right? Same, okay.
0: same as everybody thinks Frankenstein is the monster. Yeah. I think everybody just thinks that because there's this yeah. hunchback in the movie. That he's Igor. And, yeah, I don't I don't really know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming it has to do with that. And the, I haven't seen The Hunchback in Notre Dame, but I'm assuming it has to do with that as well. I don't know. Oh, okay. Who, I, yeah. who is Igor
1: even? as far as I knew, that that the 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 hunchback that's the assistant to Dr. Frankenstein's name is Igor. and that's not his name in this no, movie. No, no, his name no. is Fritz. I talked to uh, my wife, who's read the book. She said there's there's not even like an assistant in the book. It's just so that right. in the movie you have someone to talk to. Um, yeah,
0: maybe in the translation over to Russian, Fritz gets translated as Igor.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't kidding. know where that I comes know. from, but like that's what I know. I know Igor is the assistant. So I think
0: that's all from Castlevania, where you fight level four, you fight Frankenstein oh, and Igor.
1: Yeah, yeah, true, true. Tim, it could be from that. That rule.
0: That was an awesome fight. That was good. Yeah, you just use your potions to freeze that little butter. Potions,
1: right. I was going to say, do you jump and cross? No, you no potions. You run right up yeah. to them. you, you be the most yeah.
0: aggressive. You run yeah. up and drop yeah. potions, and they don't move. I love that game, man. Otherwise, it's a, it's a real, <laughs> real hairy situation if yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. potions. Now, with Renfield in the graveyard is Dr. Henry Frankenstein. And after the coffin is buried and everyone is gone, Renfield and the doctor dig up the grave and pull out a coffin. They say, he's just resting, waiting for a new life to come.
1: Cool. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, guys.
1: I've read Tales from the Crypt. Somebody's going to get murdered over this. <laughs> over this is grave digging. Someone's getting murdered. Yeah, this
0: is a very Tales from the Crypt
1: yeah. feeling. Yeah.
0: Definitely. They're greedy, and there's a grave involved.
1: Yeah. There's even going to be a love and they triangle. they want something
0: that they shouldn't have.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: They say they need a brain. So the ghoulish little man, Renfield, goes to a local university where they have an exquisite brain on display. And the professor at that university... Did you recognize him?
1: Yeah, he's the guy who came out of the curtain at the beginning. He's the guy who warned us about the movie, isn't he?
0: I don't think it is. Oh, but shit. <laughs> uh, you know him as uh, the hairline of Ed Harris, also from Dracula.
1: Oh. That's Van
0: Helsing from Dracula. No
1: way. He's
0: in this as well.
1: I should have just looked at people's names in the credits. You should have looked at his hairline. I was just worried about that question mark beside the monster. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. So he's there, too. Oh, cool. So Renfield goes in for the exquisite brain... But the clumsy fool drops it, and it breaks. Yes. So he has to grab the next best thing, and there is another brain on display—the brain of a criminal.
1: The brain
0: of a criminal. If only he grabbed the other brain. If, if he didn't. Bra- if he wasn't such a clumsy fool. He
1: grabbed the other brain, but then he just dropped it. Dropped it. it.
0: Butterfingers.
1: Butterfingers for He's sure. He's got nuke
0: juice all over for his sure. fingers. For sure. Tim,
1: this part of the movie reminded me of a boy I went to grade school with his name was spooky his name was Michael Myers yes actually how did you know Tim that that was his last name his name was Michael Myers he had an abnormal brain oh he killed his sister one Halloween night true story I
0: I saw the documentary yes for the first time
1: I went to school with I went to school with him very cool grade school
0: very cool. He seems like a good friend.
1: He is a great friend.
0: <laughs> we learn that Henry Frankenstein is a brilliant scientist and recently left his job at the university because they wouldn't supply him with enough dead bodies for the advancement of his research on the regeneration of life. Uh, yeah, obviously. So can you imagine that conversation with your yes.
1: manager? Yeah. Uh, I need some more some, bodies yeah, here. You're not giving me enough dead bodies. So is his professor or what? What? whatever this... Uh, was it professor? Okay. They call him a doctor. Doctor, yeah. In the okay. movie. We already yeah.
0: have a doctor. So yeah. I'm calling him a professor. Okay. Because he
1: works at the university. Yeah. So the professor in the movie has this weird conversation uh, where he says that Frankenstein is very concerned about ending life. And then using that life to or using that body to then produce life and create life. Yeah. So was maybe he was suggesting to his professor, you don't know if the bodies? Just kill some people. Like let's yeah, just right. kill some people. I need some yeah. more bodies. I know a way to get more bodies. I know a way. Let's just kill some people.
0: Yeah. Uh he he said that he's obsessed with destroying life yes. and then recreating it. Yes. That's yes. what he's obsessed with. Yeah, yeah, that
1: is um that's disturbing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, red flags, red flags.
0: Yeah, for an employee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You may have to give him like a, a verbal or a written warning after that one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we see Doctor Frankenstein's castle now on a dark and stormy night, and it looks glorious. Mm-hmm. I would move in there in a heartbeat
1: for sure. Very steep staircase that I I kind of dug.
0: Yeah, like, the outside, like, the outside of it, it was so weird. It was almost like a pyramid. Yeah. But, like, not as triangular, like, more rectangle. Yeah. But you could definitely tell, like, that that thing probably just had all sorts of staircases in it going up. Yeah. Like, at sharp angles. But it looks so cool, man.
1: Yeah. For wow,
0: I, did I love that.
1: Yeah, I was, like, at this point in the movie, um, we had been on, like sound stages and like kind of obvious sound stages. And then like in a classroom. And then at this point in the movie, we're just in this incredible castle. And it's, it's, I just like had to sit back and look at it and be like, wow, like they're like, I already know that we're just making sets and like, we're acting on sets. It's 1931. This is amazing. The set that they created, they created multiple rooms in this castle and they all look so big and so grand. It, It makes it feel like you're in a castle.
0: It sure does. Yeah. I would say I thought Dracula's castle was more spectacular.
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: It was more grand. I think we made it to more rooms. I, feel I like thought this, it was a little bit better.
1: I feel like this castle was more vertical. There's more stuff happening up. Mm-hmm. Like the rooms were smaller and there's yeah. more stuff happening, happening on multiple levels. Right. Where Dracula's castle was more vast. It was just like, the, the, it was amazing and it was beautiful and it, it felt huge. This one feels a little bit tight but that it goes up for quite a while. It feels like more of a vertical castle.
0: Yeah, true. You can go all the way up through the roof, Dean.
1: Yeah, true. If you're
0: lying lying on a medical bed. It's essential to this. Through the roof.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Through the roof, man. (laughs) Dr.
0: Frankenstein's fiance, Elizabeth, is worried about him, and she goes with the professor and friend Victor to talk to him in the castle. And he's not very happy to see them, but he lets them in anyways. They think he's ill. He says he's feeling fine. And his work is almost done. He invites them up to his laboratory. And I love Renfield here. He's just like running. He's like running and sneaking around this lab. Oh, yeah. Like all squirrely like and hunched over. Yeah he's just going from like one place to another and it's like he's investigating all these different things it's man. he's
1: really good he's so good yeah and dr frankenstein is so good too because he, yeah, we're, we're talking about a mad scientist like they say mad scientist a lot and you know i never really know what that looks like until you sort of see it on the screen and this is dr frankenstein comes across to me as like A guy that was normal and just got so obsessed with this one thing, so obsessed with like bringing life from the dead that this is everything to him like his fiance shows up to see if he's okay and he's just like you're ruining everything yeah what are you doing here <laughs> he's what are you doing here you're ruining everything and it, like it's his big moment it's his moment to try to test if his theories work and he doesn't want to see her at that point he's so obsessed with this one thing and i i've said it on the podcast before i love movies about people who are obsessed about one thing it's just it becomes so interesting of of like how did they get to this point to be so obsessed with this one thing so i think he's doing a fantastic job of being the mad scientist in this
0: yeah obsessed is the perfect word yeah that is exactly what he is portraying here so the storm outside really starts to pick up and dr frankenstein raises a dead body up and out of his laboratory ceiling into the sky where it gets hit by lightning He brings it back down into the laboratory, and its hand starts to move. The doctor says, now he knows what it feels like to be God, which was a very controversial line at the time, and was cut from the movie. Oh, really? And only put back in you know fairly recently like maybe in the past 20 30 years
1: oh interesting that's very there interesting. are uh,
0: several scenes that got cut out Huh. Um, because i don't think they had the same type of like ratings board that they had maybe in the 70s yeah uh, that were kind of like way too far over the top but they still had the ratings board that asked them to cut some stuff out um well, i can't remember one country maybe italy or something italy there was one country that asked them to cut essentially half of the movie
1: out, or they wouldn't <laughs> let
0: them, fil- wouldn't let them uh, like show it in the country.
1: Wow, so um, they, they turned that offer down. Yeah, I really like this line. Um, it's very on the nose, obviously, of what they're going for, but I really like it. I really like that he yells out, "You know, it's alive!" And, and now I know what it feels like to be God. And why I like it is because he put this body together. He didn't just... We're, we talked about that one body that he dug up that from the yeah. grave, but he actually went and got a couple other bodies, yeah. got the brain, put all this stuff together. He was sewing up different parts, uh, and he created this this person that he wants to bring back. So he really feels like this is his creation. He doesn't just feel like he found a body figured out a way to bring it back to life. He feels like he put something together. He modeled something and he, he made life and it's all because of him that this thing is living and breathing. So I like that line a lot.
0: Yeah. It's a good line. Yeah. It's a little bit longer than that. There's like a little bit of like, um, discussion. Like one guy says something about it and he he responds with more than that, but essentially that's what he says. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's very proud of his creation. Unfortunately, he's not ready to be a parent
1: quite yet. Yeah, he's not ready to be a parent. That's the problem. He's not
0: ready to be, be the parent of a monster. That's
1: the problem. He's not ready to be a parent of a monster. You didn't consider that. It's, yeah. it's
0: because he didn't get, get that exquisite brain. No. That's all he needed. You put I, an exquisite brain I don't know, in that Tim. monster? That thing's just like... You, that guy's at dinner parties with a martini and just like, yay. I get it.
1: I get it, Tim. But like sometimes you don't know if you're going to get the exquisite brain or if you're going to get the abnormal brain. So you got to just put in the work.
0: Well, here's something. I don't necessarily think they needed to go with the brain of a criminal.
1: I know. I yeah. kind of get
0: that. But yeah. I would have preferred like a, the brain of a child might have yeah. w- worked better because that's more of the character that the monster ends up That portraying. makes
1: way more sense to what the monster is. And
0: I think the criminal part allows them to have him murdering people. Though. Yeah, I think and- they
1: need a reason for uh, Frankenstein to like Dr. Frankenstein to just give up on his creation very quickly. And that's knowing that there's a murderous brain in in his creation allows him to be like, oh, I guess this I guess it didn't work.
0: Did you just hear something?
1: I did. It was a whisper. Interesting. It, I Could it have been cousin?
0: Can you feel whispers? Because I almost think I felt felt it. Too. I did.
1: Like the hairs Something on my arms. passed arm, through the room. Yeah, the hairs on my arms stood up. Yeah. And then it got so cold that they turned to kind of frosty.
0: Hey, we never mentioned that the studio is super spooky right now. It's very spooky. We've got all the lights turned off. Uh, We're at candlelight. Yeah. Yeah, it's creepy in here. It's very creepy. I can barely see your face. I can barely see you.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we are just by little like uh, uh, tea lights. Tea lights. lights Yeah, tea light candles going on here, lighting up our faces.
0: Last year, I accidentally lit my arm on fire. Well, not my whole arm, but I burnt my arm.
1: You burnt your arm. You cut yourself. There was blood. We haven't had any of that happen this year. Yeah, there's been no accidents It's been a good year. year. It's been good so far. It's been a good year. This is a good Halloween. Yeah. But Tim, that's because I haven't slit my knife into your throat yet. <laughs> true, true. And that is the plan. That for later. will be a messy scene. That's that the happens. plan for later.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow is going to be a lot of cleanup. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of cleanup in the studio. We're gonna mop it up. Yeah, we're gonna call uh, the maid service to just come and help us with that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. They know the drill. They've cleaned up. They cleaned up all the guest bodies from here.
1: Every Halloween, they're scheduled at this studio.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just whatever. If there's chunky pieces, put them in a Ziploc. Yeah. Put them in the cellar. Cousin knows what to do.
1: Yeah, we pay them in gold pieces, so no questions asked. Oh, I don't, I don't pay them. Oh, I pay do. Them. I handle I don't know how you pay them. I handle the gold pieces.
0: I'm busy editing the episode. <laughs> right. you, you deal with all the cleanup.
1: Yeah.
0: Now the monster that had moved. I actually liked how quick that all happened. Like, it gets hit by lightning. Yeah. They bring it down. Yeah. And the hand moves just right away. Great. Great. The monster seems to understand what the doctor is saying to it. But Renfield gets too close to the monster with a torch, and it freaks out. It starts fighting the three men, and they have to hold it down. They have to tie it up, and they throw it into the cellar. Yeah. With
1: cousin. With cousin. He's there with cousin. But Tim Renfield is a complete fucker in this scene. Like he's just antagonizing this well, 100%. thing. Like he comes in with a flame, the monster's afraid of it, and he just keeps pushing it in his face. He he's just, torturing it. He's torturing it. He wants to torture and antagonize this monster, and that's no good. So the the monster reacts violently. So now um Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, is is very upset.
0: I'll say two things here. The first they actually call it a monster here. Yeah. This is where they call it a monster. The second um this was the first very unsettling scene in the film. Okay, yeah. Watching Renfield do that to the monster like it made me feel uncomfortable. Like totally. as I was watching it, yep. I was uncomfortable. Can't believe what 1931 would have thought, but I was uncomfortable watching it. Just like being you're being he's being mean and like yeah. cruel to something that doesn't deserve it. He's like torturing something that doesn't understand it's yeah. like the worst kind of thing you could do to a person for it's sure. Like yeah. You're just taking advantage of them and they don't know what they've even done wrong. They're just so innocent and you're just, you're punishing them for, for no reason. It's
1: yeah.
0: very, it's a very like, yeah, I get I set up already unsettling. It's unsettling.
1: Especially because of the scene we got right before that, you know, the lead up to that part was that, the monster was just discovering things he'd never seen light before. So they opened up the window and he like loved the light. And then they closed the window and he was like, he wasn't speaking, but he, by his gestures, he was like, why, where's the light? Why did you take it away? Like, where's I like, he loved the I light. like the light. Loved it. Yeah. And then, but he doesn't like the fire. And yeah, it was, it was a very upsetting scene. Even just the way um, the monster looks is a little upsetting. Like, Boris Karloff is doing an incredible job being this monster. He just, as soon as you see him on screen, you're like, that looks like some sort of undead. Yeah. Being, it looks a little bit like I do today, Tim, because I am also undead.
0: Well, we've yeah, we both died last
1: Halloween. Yes, these bolts in my neck are killing me.
0: But I'm bum. <laughs> Sounds like. I
1: don't
0: know. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, Renfield learns that this monster doesn't like fire and then starts abusing him with it, right yeah, it's like if if you were if you were on like the playground with a kid and he's afraid of bugs yeah right and and you you learn that about the kid so you're malicious and you go and you grab a bug and you put it in this kid's face because you're a cruel, yeah heartless uh a bastard uh piece of shit um yeah,
1: you know to be to be real about this movie for a second like We've been what do you mean? What, Sorry. I've been
0: being real the whole time.
1: I've been being real the whole time too, but this is this what's coming up next is not a joke. This is real. Um is like I'm trying to figure out this Renfield character because all he does is want to keep torturing the monster for no reason it seems like. Is it supposed to be some sort of like sibling thing? Like some sort of like I'm jealous of the new the new kid that that Frankenstein has now because yeah. he as soon as the monster comes into creation all Renfield does is torture him. And it's like, why is this? It, maybe it's just supposed to be this jealous older sibling that is now not getting any of the attention anymore.
0: Yeah, I actually hadn't considered like that at all. Like, yeah. Why Renfield was behaving like that. It definitely could be that. That's an explanation. Yeah. Um, The other explanation could be that that was the way he was treated because he's a little bit different as mm. well. Okay, so, yeah. Like he could have been the one on the playground that people abused and tortured and now maybe that's just all he knows.
1: Right? And, well, and, and this is it... his chance and his opportunity to do yeah. that as well. Yeah. You know, and to I, sort of yeah.
0: I guess the third thing is like how would you act if a body raised from the dead and attacked you? I might actually not consider its feelings at all. I might just try to hold it back with fire the best I could. I might be, like, too scared to even yeah. care about anything else other than just keeping this thing away from me.
1: Yeah, which I think is everyone else's reaction to the monster in the movie. But Renfield goes after him. Like, he comes with he that does, fire yeah. and he goes after him with the fire. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. They they do relate the monster um, a lot to um, animals, you know, to sort of animals that would be that could attack. That could attack you. What do you do? You put them down. You know that's what you got to do. You got to just get rid of the animal. Um, so that I do understand that point. That it's like, oh well, it's not. It's not a human. You just brought this thing to life, and it's been attacking us. So let's, you know, let's get rid of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So some time passes here, and we get a scene back at someone's house where Elizabeth, Victor, and the professor are talking to Baron Frankenstein. Who I think is the doctor's father. Yeah. never really specified. that.
1: Yeah, for sure. They
0: have the same name, so it seems appropriate.
1: Yeah. Now. I love the Baron, by the way. You love him? I love the Baron. Oh, I hate him. No, you hate him in the first scene. I always hate him.
0: What? All the way.
1: After the Even first. Even to the very end. After the first scene, he is so happy with everything.
0: I hate him, dude. You're not going to convince me. He think-
1: loves beer. He loves beer. He's
0: such a he's such a loser. He oh, thinks he's man. so funny. Oh, he thinks he he's thinks so funny he's for the sure. Big shit. Oh, for sure. His jokes are terrible. They're terrible. He's the only one laughing. He's always like like upset and like monopolizing the conversation and just I, this guy was a wiener. Yeah. yeah, I did not like this guy at all.
1: He 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 thinks he's super funny and he's the only one laughing at his jokes. Tim sounds like me. That's okay. I think that's why I relate to him. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm
0: not going to argue with that. <laughs> the, the four or five of these people are, are, are all back at uh, at this house. And this is one of the things that I really liked in the movie. I mentioned before I like the pacing. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about because after most of the scary um, or unsettling scenes in the movie, with, right. they, they hit you with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. After every one, you seem to go back to this group of people just, just talking about. Dr. Frankenstein or a different scenario. And it gives you a chance to catch your breath. It just gives you a chance yeah. to like settle down. So it's, it. there's a lot of like going up, um, you know, emotionally with the monster scenes, and then you're allowed a chance to calm down. Then you go up with the monster scene. Then you're allowed a chance to calm down with these four people just talking about the situation. So it, it not only does it let you like settle down a little bit, it it really drives the narrative forward because they're talking about the situation and frankenstein you know in those moments as well so i i really appreciated that that pacing the pacing i thought was better than dracula
1: yeah there's there's a there's actually a great side plot going on at the exact same time that they can keep cutting back to and it is that Dr. Frankenstein is engaged and he's supposed to get married very soon. And But but he's been so focused on his work that he that's not happening. So every time we cut to a side plot, it's what's happening with this wedding and are we getting to this wedding and are we going to do it? And because it's so rooted in our main character, like... We've already seen Dr. Frankenstein be so obsessed with his work. We also want his personal life to work out. Like, we don't want his work to get in the way of his personal life knowing that he is supposed to get married. We're like, we're invested in that side story that they keep going back to that has nothing to do, like you said, with the horror. Like, that's just like the good stuff. So whenever we cut back there, we get a breather. We get to be like, yeah, let's work this out. Let's figure out how we can get Dr. Frankenstein to his wedding right. and away from this monster.
0: Right. They they really do want to help him.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that group of four go back to check on the doctor, and they find him all beat up. The monster, they, they, they uh, he and the monster had uh, some fisticuffs. S- some fisticuffs, yeah. Yeah. The professor finds the monster lying on an operating table. Gives it a physical and determines it needs to immediately be dissected. But before he can start, the monster awakens. We see. That the monster has no trust for humans anymore as it chokes the professor to death, then escapes out the front door.
1: Yeah. And at this point, it's already killed Renfield.
0: Yes, it killed Renfield. Because Renfield
1: was whipping it. So it just killed Renfield. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like murder number two.
0: Number two. Yeah. So another thing I like here is we've spent a good chunk of time in the castle. And now I like that the monster escapes out of the castle yeah. so it can spend some time and a good chunk of time outside of the castle uh, terrorizing the countryside, which you know is going to happen as soon as it walks out of that door. Um, So I like how they gave like ample amount of time to both of these arcs, like the monster in the castle being born, trying to figure itself out, then escaping than on the countryside and just, like, out in the world. What is totally. this, what is this yeah. thing do in the world? Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Tim, do we just stop right now or do we get to the next part?
0: Because oh, the well, yeah. next part is... We go to the next part for sure. This is the, the part I want to talk about the most. Is,
1: I know, but it's so tough.
0: Okay, well, you leave the room and I'll talk Kay. to the listeners about I'm it. I'm
1: just going to plug my ears. Yeah. You go.
0: You plug your ears. Okay. The doctor... We're not quite there yet. Okay, okay, I I'll get The doctor has been taken away from the castle now yeah. by Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, and his character does like a 180 degree turn here.
1: Absolutely one hundred and eighty here.
0: Yeah, he's all of a sudden realized the error of his ways, and he's a new man, and he's ready for the wedding to happen.
1: Yes, which is This which is, is weird. What I, it's weird, but it's what I really love about the movie. You first see him. And he's, like I said, he's extremely handsome. So when you first see his face, you're like, wow, that's a really handsome guy. So you're kind of like, for some reason, on board with him right away. Then he does all this stuff that's like mad scientist. And he does seem very crazy. And then he has this altercation with his creation. And he just flips. He decides that it wasn't all about that. And it should be about his fiance. And it should be about his wedding coming up. And this flip that he does makes me really look back at that mad scientist and think that was a great performance. And he really sold to me that he had just gone so obsessed with his work. And he had just got like, like his work had just absolutely consumed him because this man who we find out is not who he used to be. You know, he wasn't always like this. He just got really, really deep into something. And I, I just really liked this switch. Not that he was the mad scientist the whole time. But then he had switched to being like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I should just go on with my wedding and forget about this thing.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I understand that point of view. I didn't like it.
1: Yeah, it's fine. It was yeah.
0: too too much of a switch. Yeah. Um, If they had given us a little bit more, maybe give us like a couple scenes of him yeah. like transitioning through it or like a, a, a monologue of him like realizing the the error of his ways. We don't get any of that. We no. just get like mad, crazy doctor. Yeah. And then like, oh, I just want to marry you and be uh, in love with you. And let's just forget about that monster I made. And along with that, this is this is where I have trouble deciding who the monster in the movie is. Okay, yeah. Because he has his like redeeming, the rest of the movie, he's like this redeeming, redeeming character in a way. Yeah, like he's for sure. not trying yeah. to just like raise the dead anymore. He's he's changed. So, how is he still the monster? Yeah. if he's found redemption, right? Yeah, and no. then how is the monster the monster if this guy created him? and the monster had no chance at anything. Yeah. So I'm kind of left wondering who is the monster. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So so I I wish they would have kept Frankenstein uh Dr. Frankenstein like the way he was the whole movie so that I can truly believe he is the monster of the movie.
1: Yeah. They he was he was pitched to us as crazy right off the bat. So this turn seems just absolutely wild. Um whereas like you you're thinking like as soon as they're, he's pitched to me as, you know, this mad scientist, I'm thinking like his, his fiance, why does she even care about this guy? Like, he's so mean to her. All he cares about his work. Why are you even marrying him? So then when this switch happens, I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe he wasn't always like this. You know, maybe I'm being injected into the middle of a story where he's like gone mad now. And, but, but I understand that like, he was pitched to us as mad so this this switch seems it does seem very drastic
0: yeah i just think it's too quick yeah we catch up with the monster walking through the trees dean plug your ears and this is one of the all-time i think iconic scenes um visually for sure whenever i just see a
1: picture of yeah. this scene yeah i'm like ooh did you know this was coming
0: did I know this was coming?
1: Yeah, I didn't know this was coming. No. It it no crushed me.
0: I didn't know it was coming because this was another scene that was cut.
1: Oh, yeah, I get that. So <laughs> I get that. Okay, get to it.
0: But it's fine. He comes across a young girl by the water's edge. The girl offers the monster friendship. She gives it a flower. And the monster is loving the interaction. It's smiling. It's laughing. It's playing like another child would. Yeah. It doesn't understand, though. And as they're throwing flowers into the water and watching them float, the monster picks up the girl and throws her into the water, thinking she'll float like one of the flowers. And it turns out that she sinks like a stone. Yeah. She doesn't know how to swim. So the monster knows enough here to realize that what it did was bad and it flees. Yeah. It immediately has regret and flees. And it's just a really, really eerie scene Yeah, because it's shot so beautifully. Yeah. And then they just hit you with this really shocking moment. And I mean, I'll be honest with you. I just get chills For from sure. the scene. Just, I get chills. Um, I think this scene scared me to near death as a child. Yeah. I think this is why I purged this movie. That makes sense. Out of my brain. Yeah. Because I always remembered that imagery, but I thought I maybe just saw that imagery somewhere, but I th- I'm i pretty sure I saw the movie. Um, the throwing in the lake part was cut from the 31 okay. movie. They didn't show the throwing from the lake they just showed frankenstein as he sort of started moving mm. towards her yeah. with his hands yeah then they cut okay so the throwing in the lake never so you happened. just like
1: understand what happened well you
0: understand because of yeah. what comes
1: later the next yeah.
0: like a, a scene or two from well, now we
1: see him pick her up and he throws throw her, her in the into water the water and she and sinks.
0: sinks yeah now this um that additional footage was like lost for decades oh. It was just it was found in the eighties no way, by a restoration a movie restoration company in England. Wow. They happened to just come across that footage and were able to restore it and wow. put it back into the movie. So we both own the Universal Monsters um like whatever the Blu-ray set is, yeah. and it's got all these cutout scenes or wow. back into the movie. But I mean, like, I, I saw that. I was just like Oh my goodness, was I in shock when
1: I was watching this. When that scene starts, the little girl is holding a cat. And my thought was, oh no, is Frankenstein going to kill a cat? (laughs) Right, no. It's so much worse than that. Yeah. But it's it's such a, like, it's horrible. It's so horrible, but it's such a great scene. Because you can just see the progression of this monster and how he thinks. And he's throwing flowers into the water and they're floating. And then he's out of flowers. And he looks so happy when he grabs the girl to throw her in. Because he just wants something else to float. He likes he's the- He's having fun. He's having fun. He likes physics. He likes that he can throw something into the water and it floats. So he's going to grab the next thing because he's out of flowers. So he just grabs her. He's so happy. He throws her in and she sinks. And I was absolutely devastated. This was a wild scene. It crushed me, man.
0: It's crushing. It's a, when I see this scene, I really understand that they're taking a real shot at digging into, um, like what it is to be human. Yeah. Um, what it is to be like an outcast. Yeah. Uh, what it is to be different and not really maybe know the things you should know. Yeah like they just they do such an interesting job with this character. Yeah. I just think they dig into his shortcomings in a really interesting way.
1: For sure. Yeah, and it it the scene is shot so matter-of-factly, like it's just like he just does it. There's no like ominous music, there's no like weird shot where you think like is he going to throw that girl in? You don't think that at all. It's just happening and you're watching it happen. So that, I think that's why it's like, oh, he didn't want this to happen. He didn't want to kill this little girl. So now all of a sudden we feel, we feel very bad for him. He, even though he just committed the worst thing we've seen in the movie, I feel bad for him. I feel like he didn't want to do that. He just did the worst thing in the movie and he didn't want to. So how yeah. are we going to react to that? Like what's, what's the movie going to be from here on out?
0: Yeah. Uh, Boris Karlov does a great job of he's so portraying good. emotion with his physical movements yeah. and his sounds. His sounds He's really are very good. With good sounds. Yeah. There's haunting sounds yeah. from coming from him in this movie.
1: Yeah. Tim, but, question. What? Does the monster kind of look like a manis? I felt like he kind of looked like our relatives.
0: That's a really weird question, dude. I
1: know. I just thought I would ask I, you. <laughs> I. I have to see like i, I guess no. boris karloff do you think boris karloff looks like I our relatives i feel like he know. looks like us i'd have
0: to take a look at a picture of him
1: like without the makeup i don't mean like we look like monsters i just mean like
0: sure i get you i, I don't have a, i don't have a definitive picture of okay. boris karloff in my head yeah to determine so i don't know
1: okay i'll I leave it up like to like you. what like do, like do you
0: like, think dean do you think he does i do I okay do. I, that, I thought
1: i thought he kind of like could have been my uncle or something He maybe <laughs> yeah.
0: he may be your uncle who knows <laughs> so the father comes walking into the town with his dead daughter still dripping from the lake
1: again so horrible dude amazing
0: i can't believe this scene made it into the movie
1: yeah like for me it's this is
0: worse than the girl being thrown in the lake yeah this is more graphic yeah this is a dead body of a girl dripping
1: with water and he is carrying a body. Like, it's not, I don't think, it's a prop. He's carrying oh, no, a girl. Oh, no, that's a person, yeah. He's carrying for a sure. person for so long that it's just limp in his arms. Yeah, this is the scene I would have cut out. For sure, yeah. For, for sure. Yeah. But this is
0: where you, this is, I guess they. if they cut the other one out, they need this one. Because this is the determining factor saying, yes, for sure she was
1: killed. I mean, because plot-wise, like, you have to know this part, right? He
0: could have just came in and been like, my daughter got killed yeah. or something like that. That would have easily worked. So yeah. I, I just felt like they were really pushing the envelope here. Yeah, like, totally. big time. This was so, this was, okay, well, this was unsettling scene number three. The, yeah. the, I didn't touch on the second, but it was obviously a couple minutes earlier yeah. when Frankie did a He's trying to skip skip stones across the lake with girls. <laughs> Um, now Dr. Frankenstein feels like it's his responsibility to destroy the monster. So along with the support of the town, they go out to search for the monster. So dozens of men with torches and dogs head out after it. And here's the magic of this movie for me is that after all that's happened, I feel real bad for the monster here. As horrible as it's been, like, okay, I understand it doesn't know what it's doing, but still, like, if you were watching a movie about a dog that's murdering people, maybe the dog doesn't know what it's doing, but you still hate that dog for doing it. That's true.
1: That's true, Tim.
0: I feel bad for the monster here that it's getting hunted by these people. Um, Yeah. I just feel like they captured the innocence part of this monster so well yeah in the in just subtle things that they're doing i don't know what it is but just as i'm watching and i take everything in it's at this point where i feel still like the monster is innocent
1: yeah there's some
0: sort of innocence to it
1: you're right no one has killed anyone in this movie except for the monster has killed two people that we know in the movie that are characters we like in the movie and a child yeah the monster has killed two people we know in the movie and a child and we're on its side. We feel yeah. bad for it when the town wants to go after it. That's a really great point that like the movie has got us to that point where when the town wants to hunt him down, we feel bad for the only person that's killed people in this movie and right. killed multiple people in this movie. Yeah.
0: I just feel like it didn't
1: ask for this. Yeah.
0: It, it doesn't understand. It didn't ask to totally. be created and turned into this thing. And it's just it's kind of doing what it knows how to do, but it didn't deserve it.
1: Yeah, that's where the movie switches So I think it's a it's a great job. It's, yeah, a, great it's a great job, great job.
0: by yeah. the movie to make us feel like that. I don't yeah. know of another movie where you're sympathetic for a scenario like this.
1: Yeah. Like, it's a really we, unique movie. We are for Mr. Gilman. For the creature. Sure. But that's just sure. us. You know, that's, that's just like we love, us putting we love, that on him. Yeah, Mr. Gilman,
0: yeah. This that's movie right.
1: really sets it up. They for, put it on you. They put it on. Yeah, they put it on you. Yeah. They put it on the watcher to be sympathetic for him in this moment. Yeah.
0: Great job. So Dr. Frankenstein finds the monster and they start fighting. The monster grabs the doctor and heads to a nearby windmill and locks itself in. It climbs all the way to the top as the raging horde try to break their way in below. The monster throws the doctor from the top. He lands on the spinning windmill. Jesus. uh, Then falls to the ground.
1: I thought he folded the wrong way. But apparently he did He did fold the wrong way. You're
0: correct. What? Well, I mean, okay. okay, uh, Yeah. Sure. Spoiler. He lives. He landed on his back (laughs) on that fucking windmill no
1: way because he folded over on that thing the
0: men light the windmill on fire and the flames rise higher and higher yeah eventually reaching the monster who's in great distress it shrieks in terror as the men outside cheer and in a beautiful but terrible scene we see from afar the windmill engulfed in flames we get one last scene where we see Dr. Frankenstein has somehow survived his fall even though he broke his spine. Okay. <laughs> and clearly died. Yeah. And his old man, Baron Baron Frankenstein or whoever this guy is, he leaves us with one last line where he makes a toast to the house of Frankenstein. <laughs> And the end. (laughs) And if I didn't hate him already, which I did, I hated him even more here.
1: I get it, Tim. The bookends of him are really bad. The first scene is really bad. The last scene is really bad. In the middle, he's got some stuff. In the middle, he's exciting. I disagree. Okay.
0: He's an elitist.
1: Yeah. I think he said he liked beer at one point, and I'm like, I like this guy. Sure. I understand
0: where you're coming from, but maybe that's just flooded your mind and you didn't anything else.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm too easy uh, making friends, I think.
0: Yeah, what a great movie though!
1: I actually so good.
0: We've talked about yeah. um, stuff like this before. I needed a moment after this one for sure. I had to sit in quiet for a couple moments, yeah. and just gather myself and gather my thoughts and think about like what I just saw because that movie is something else. Yeah, and I I just like I don't want to discourage anybody from seeing it. It's a great movie. It's like, a
1: great movie, but it's just
0: sad. It's just, it, it's I don't, yeah, it is kind of sad. I yeah. guess there's 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 the sad tone to it for sure. That's like an a, an overarching theme. It's a lot of fun too, though. Like it's a lot of, oh it's yeah, a great movie to watch. Yeah, it's visually stunning. Um, it's definitely shocking, but I, like. If you haven't seen this movie, check it out. Yeah, like it's it's so worth it. It's so good.
1: I would say there's really good performances. Like we're talking about yeah, 1931, definitely. and I think there's really good performances in this movie. Um, I I think this ending is, yeah, I I find it very sad. I I'm with you where we're at the end, oh, and like for sure. the villagers are burning down this windmill that you know. The monster is in. He's afraid we already know he's afraid of fire, so he's just freaking the fuck out at the top of this windmill, because there's yeah, so much fire around ter- him. It's ter- shrieking. Terrible. It's so horrible. Like it's it just feels so horrible to watch sort of your villain of the movie go down like this. Like it it's just we're we're we are we we do not want him to end this way at this point we don't want this to happen and he's the the windmill's burning he's going down like things like wood is falling on him and pinning him down he's so afraid um i just it's it's a harrowing end to this movie i don't know what i wanted to happen at the end but it wasn't this i didn't want this to be the ending no, of the movie for sure not yeah so it's it's very uncomfortable um and it's it's a Fantastic movie. I I thought it was great from start to finish. It's very tight. It's like an hour and ten minutes, which is great. I love Um, that about the Universal
0: Monster movies.
1: Yeah, it's it's so good. I I I absolutely love this movie. I think it's like I already said at the top of the show. It's I think it's my favorite of the three we've done. Even though I I loved all three of them.
0: Here's what this one has that the others didn't.
1: Yeah,
0: and that I don't know if like I don't think I've seen anything. Earlier than this that does what it did, which is, I believe, some sort of social commentary. For sure. They were trying to make a point with this movie. Yeah. Very possibly about things that were occurring at the time in 1931. I'd have no way of knowing what exactly that was. But I think they were trying to make a statement with this movie. Yeah. And I think it was a big like a big stretch for them to try this. Yeah. And this could have failed really badly. For sure. Because Dracula, so they, they make Dracula and then that's very successful and they decide to make this, but those movies are completely different yeah. from each other. Dracula is like yeah. fun um, compared to this one. This is kind of like a more serious, uh, you know, take on things, but I think they were trying to say something and I, man, I applaud them for going yeah. at it like this in 31 And I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just,
1: I think you're totally right. I think this movie makes you look inwards at the end. You kind of look, look at like, okay, like you, like you take that pause at the end. You stop and think about like, what did this movie, what was it saying to me? How do I feel about it? And why do I feel that way? We didn't feel that at the end of Dracula. We had a lot of fun with Dracula, but that's not what we felt at the end of it. And like this book was written in like the 1800s, you know, like the, the Frankenstein book was written. And I think, that it was saying things about the 1800s at that point. And then in 1931, when they made the movie, they're taking those things that I think were supposed to be a social commentary then and bringing them into 1931, like prob- this, this probably 50 this years later. This is different
0: late. than the book, though. Well,
1: no, no, this I know. But I, I think they're taking things that were started in in the 1800s and i think it was 1881 maybe so like 50 years later the movie's made i think it's 18 1881 these things are put into place and then in the movie they change things to adapt to what the commentary would be now but i think some of those things are still there you know some of those things still originated back then um I, i think it was a very um yeah, I, I just think it, it, it the, the text, you know, the original book was trying to do that as well. It was trying to push Somebody ideas do yeah. and trying to do something. Yeah. And they realized that with this movie. They right. realized that that's what this text is trying to do. So we should do that too with our movie.
0: I want to give a lot of credit here to the director, James Whale. Yeah. I think he had a lot to do with uh, what went on in this movie and the, the successes of it. So, yeah. Uh, shout out to that dude. Yeah, legend. Um, Dean uh i need you to check on cousin again i hear pounding from the cellar i think um, i think clean he's... up your mess as well you made a huge mess over there
1: i did i Why know i don't even know what that is it's blood everywhere tim i'm sorry cousin has Dean... been he wants to come on an episode tim he's yeah, been yeah, requesting an episode well, no, so
0: he's like brian's got seniority on. i know cousin, i gotta so.
1: shut him up over there He'll but he just on. keeps cousin to cousin
0: be. will never come on Listen, Dean, thank you for joining on this spooky Halloween episode. Thank you, Tim. We are allowed now to crawl back in our graves and allow the clones of us to continue on for the next year until next Halloween. They do all the work. Those clones are so efficient. So good. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you next time.
1: A monster from his lab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It got on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. Wow. From my laboratory in the castle. a jolt from my electrodes they did the master they did the monster man the monster